Join us to discuss all things Boston. Senior writer at The Athletic, Fluto Shinzawa, is joining us. Fluto, thank you so much for joining the show today. Hi, man. My pleasure. By the way, just off topic for a half second, because I know uh, you represent the Bruins and doing the work for the The Athletic Boston. Any thoughts on the Tom Brady retirement uh, or just anything that you've heard from some of your coworkers about what this day means? Jeez, uh, that's uh, a little bit out of my range, Matt. But I know, just given the the fact that if you look at it from through the hockey lens, that that was always a player that whether it was Zdeno or even uh, the current players, Patrice, Brad. I think that was a name that was always mentioned within the room. That this was the standard that so many of the elite uh, pro athletes, pro hockey players, would consider and say, okay. Uh, I might be very good at my sport, but that's the level that they want to attain in terms of obviously winning, uh, longevity, uh, competitiveness. So I, I thought that was always neat to hear them talk about a, a player that they looked up to, and it's it's interesting to see, right? When when you think yeah. about elite athletes, and do they look up to others? Oh yeah, sure. And this this was at, at the top. By the way, on off topic, I feel so bad for Zidane Chara. You put him in so many other cities maybe he hits like the the top four greatest athletes of that city but in boston you know some of the names you just mentioned and you know you can mention like larry bird or you know or uh, uh, or bill russell man that is like just in terms of cities that have created the greatest athletes i think boston would probably be um, number one um going going to your team you wrote about the bruins and what they should focus on at the deadline now i may be biased here but i say if your team has an 11 point lead over the second place team in your division you should not be allowed to make a deal but then i might be biased but i'm curious fluto just where boston would be looking at yeah it's, it's a good question just because um this team right now, no weaknesses, right? Especially when they're yeah. at full health. We'll get Jake DeBrust back um, after they come back from their break, and they'll be just about at full health. Um, so you look at it, they have two number one goalies. They have two number one Ds. They've got strength up the middle, strength on the wings, power play, you name it. They're they're robust. But then you also have to look at it and say, okay, what are what are Patrice Bergeron, 37? What are David Krejci, 37? What are they going to do next year? And nobody knows. And that's just such a, a bit of a question mark here that, yes, you really, uh, in one way, you, you want to go all in because, let's face it, no matter how good they are next year, I don't, I don't think they're going to be at this level next year uh, in terms of running away with everything and being such a, a leading favorite to, to be playing into June. So you want to maximize that window there but there, there is that question okay do you, do you put everything in to maximize this team and 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 forfeit in, in some ways if you just trade futures and trade young players and trade picks um to maximize this year's team for next year's team that's i, I did ask don sweeney about that a few weeks ago and he said his mandate is to make this team uh the best he can year to year so i i, I don't think that's really part of his is thinking in terms of let's just go for it this year, but there is that that notion that yeah. this is, this is as, as good of a chance that they're going to get with this this roster. So uh, as, as always, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be injuries in the playoffs. There's probably going to be injuries on D. So depth, uh, I would think they'd be looking at uh, need there, and and to make it complicated, they're right up against the cap when Jake comes back. So they'll need some help in terms of the cap. 
You know, the interesting thing, and you mentioned it there, Fluto, is I think it's something that maybe we forget about because usually you're focused on your local team and, you know, you keep it. But Boston, on one level, they're the best team in, in hockey, and usually the best team in hockey, you don't think of, oh, they've got a lot of pressure or stress to win. But you're right, this could sort of be the, you know, the last ride with this, this group, with so many guys becoming UFAs, so many guys 33 and older. And you're, you're, obviously Boston is fine on defense. They're fine in net, but at the forward position, who knows what next year will look like. Yeah, and that's you go into next year. Let's just say Patrice and David say see you later. Well, then what are you left with at center? And who is David Postner going to play with? Uh, Charlie Coyle. He's been very good as a third line center, but that's probably his optimal position. Is he a one? No. Is he a number two? He tried for about half a year last year, and it, it didn't work out. Um, Pavel Zaka. He's been on the wing. Maybe he can move to center full time. Um, but other than that, it really drops off. So that's where uh, I think there would have been interest in, in, in the Bruins in, in Horvat, just because he would have put them really over the top this year. But pending an extension, that that's a player that, that could be a long-term center here for a long time. So that didn't work. Uh, I think they would still be in the market for uh, perhaps a younger player, a younger center with term, or a, a USA that they could – uh, have a good chance of re-signing, um, but yeah, that's that's an issue there. And and uh, on a, on another point, though, you look at the performance and you look at the stats and you look at your eyes and you say, boy, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, they don't look like players that are ready to to, to leave. But they could play another year based on their levels. Patrice's yeah. Selkie is 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 his at this point, and he's producing. Offensively, David Krejci, look at his his point total, and he's playing very well with Pasternak. So there's that. <laughs> Maybe this is not an issue for them, that they come back another year and they go for it again. We don't know. Well, I think I speak on behalf of all Leaf fans when I say that I hope that Patrice Bergeron asks for $10 million a year because he deserves it, and David Krejci asks for $7 million a year because he absolutely deserves it. Um, moving on to the Bruins team right now. I look at this three-game losing streak as not a big deal. A hard-fought loss on the road to Vasilevsky and Tampa Bay. A lot of teams are going to lose. They get a point a couple nights later against Florida and losing to Carolina, third game in four days. I don't view it as a big deal, but again, I'm looking at it from the outside. For you, Fluto, who covers the team much closer, how do you see it? Yeah, it's a three and four all on the road against very good teams, against hungry teams, especially Florida trying to get back in it. Uh, Tampa, third best in the division, and then Carolina right right there, one, two, with Boston right now, just in terms of the way they play. And, and they've given the Bruins a, some, some issues over the years, especially last year in the playoffs, just given the way they, they defend, they check, they pressure, the way they skate. So that's, that's a tough matchup for the Bruins. So, no, no big deal. Uh, and then you look at it within the room, they're not happy just because these, these are the Patrice, the Brad, the David Krejci, Pasternak. These are not guys that enjoy losing, especially on multiple occasions. Um, but they know that this has been a literally a historic run that they've been on, that they could, they could set history with the way that they've been putting up points. So, no, no big issue. Uh, they'll, they'll have no trouble getting geared up for tonight's game, and then they go off on their all-star break and then their team break, and then they don't come back till February 11th. So I'm sure they want to go out with uh, feeling good about themselves, but in, in, in the big picture, no, there, there is – uh, there is no sense of panic. That there's yes, there's issues that they can address. Their power play is over 12 in the last three games, 
Uh, they've been on the perimeter in terms of attacking. So, yeah, areas of, of details that they can address. But, no, there's, I, don't, I don't think anybody's losing sleep about the way they, they've lost the last three games. No. Oh, yeah. So we're in agreement there. But then it's funny. My next question might seem counter to what I just said. But I do wonder, is tonight a big game? Only in the sense that if Toronto has a slight sliver of catching Boston, the only way they keep that sliver alive is winning this game, winning the game in early April and hoping this could turn into a legitimate losing streak. Um, And, you know, both teams, their final game before the break. So I do wonder, is this a big game tonight? Oh, for sure, yeah, in that sense, yes, absolutely. Just because first place in the division is critical for the Bruins, they don't want to get into that 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 second that that two three and have a first round meeting against Tampa. No way, just because of of all the talent that's there, uh, of of the goalie, of their their winning experience, the the coaching. No, absolutely, they want to stay in first place and play a wild card team, whoever that may be. Uh, they would absolutely rather play whoever, Pittsburgh or Washington or, or whatever, uh, versus the Lightning. So, yes, and, and there is pride in having that. Uh, how, how many years has it been that they've gotten the best of the Leafs and they, they don't want to be the team that uh, gives that title up? So, yes, there is a, there's absolutely a sense of pride, and we saw it here in Boston when, when Toronto visited that the, the, the level and the, the, the competition goes way up, that it does feel – like there's a, a serious rivalry here that both teams want to beat each other. And, yes, this is an important game for the Bruins. Is Brad Marchand, we'll end here, is he the most unique player in the game in terms of there's just not a lot of guys who trash talk, at least not publicly, and he'll mix it up on Twitter. He'll mix it up with the media. He, during his availability today, he was making some jokes about Mitch Marner. And, and I say this as someone who, you know, embraces villains in sport. Does the NHL have – too few Brad Marchands. Oh, for for sure. <laughs> he'll, he'll 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 answer any question. Uh, he'll he'll take on any availability. He'll he'll be. And, and what I respect about Brad is that he's always w- willing and and uh, there to to answer questions, no matter how silly or whatever whatever they may be. He's always he's always game to listen. So absolutely. Um, you see players that are a little bit more cautious about what they're trying to say and how they, they approach questions. And, and Brad has a, a little bit of that in him, that there there are some topics that he, he knows, especially over the years, that he, he should be a little bit cautious about. But for the most part, yeah, he'll, he'll have fun in, in terms of that. And uh, it's, it's great to have that kind of a player and, and is – um, is willing to to play and to respond in terms of this is not just a guy that's going to talk and then not play. That this is uh, I can't think of a better all around left wing in the game right now. Um, and it's, that's that's a pretty significant achievement for him this year to come back from double hip surgery. Um, yeah. And and he's, he's still not at the the Brad level that we've seen. I I still think there's one more level that he can get to. Um, and he, he's, he's been he's been he's been hard on himself. That he knows that it's it's a process. That a lot of it has to do with conditioning. That he's just not there yet in terms of how he feels. But at his age, 34, and, and a lot of wear and tear, um, to be able to recover from that major major surgery and and, and at least approach what he's been doing over the last few years, that's pretty impressive. Yep, we thought oh, a little bit older, team's a little banged up. This could be a dip for Boston. Wow, were we all wrong. 
um, from The Athletic, covering the all things the Bruins, Fluto Shinzawa. Thank you so much for joining the show today. And I say it all the time to everyone out there, go out and get a subscription to The Athletic. It'll make your sports life that much better. Okay, my, my pleasure. Thank you. Take care. That is Fluto Shinzawa, senior writer at The Athletic for all things Bruins.